Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. love tribe what is going on guys thank you for joining us on the podcast airwaves here today 
<laughs> you always say that and it always I, sounds so funny. I don't I, know why, but <laughs> cuz I I like to pretend like well, I want to pretend like like I'm a radio DJ know, or something. I know. In your I don't know. Uh, in your past life, right? The podcast airwaves, <laughs> whatever you call them. Well, we are still here and loving Costa Rica adapting to the uh it's really not bad but the roads are not paved so there's that and that's always an adventure and lovely potholes uh-huh. get filled up with water oh the potholes yeah, yeah. but it's super but... fun and uh we are still loving it and we really enjoyed today's interview and it can it kind of applies to to our situation and and uh, what well, does apply to definitely like this new experience and and uh has put a little bit of extra stress on, on the family and, and so Sarah's working on the podcast has had to adapt and she's been working a little bit more. And today's topic, we talk with Dr. Terry Orbach about if your partner is quote unquote having an affair with their work or with a hobby, um, and how that can affect the relationship. And basically what that means is if your partner's a workaholic or or whatever, and it's not to say that Sarah is or has been one, but she's been working a lot. And there's some things like scheduling time together that Dr. Terry recommends um, as a way to navigate that, that we've been able to use and uh, has been really valuable. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is feeling betrayed by your partner, whether Dr. Terry says it's affair with a thing or a person. So whether it's uh, an affair with a person or an affair with work or hobby, like Chase has said, it's feeling betrayed by your partner and not connecting and not feeling close or feeling loved by your partner. So Dr. Terry really goes into the steps on how you can talk to your partner and then take the necessary actions to help set some boundaries in your relationship. Yeah. All sorts of great stuff. And you can replace work with the iPhone or social media where your partner is like addicted to that. And I know I am guilty of, I say it in the, in the episode, but the, the Instagram blackout, <laughs> suddenly I wake up and 20 minutes have gone by that I've been scrolling mindlessly through Instagram pictures. So we talk a little bit about that and, and how to deal with it and, and how a partner can communicate around this, which is, is really important. Yeah, Dr. Terry talks about communicating with I statements, and we've talked about it a lot on the show, and we've actually created a free download on I statements in the past, so we'll link to that in the show notes as well. And it's a good reference, so when you're talking to your partner and you're looking for ideas so that you're using I instead of you, it really makes the conversation a lot more, I don't know the word... It, it flows. It's. I'm not going to get defensive. Yeah. If if Sarah says, I feel like we aren't spending enough time together. Instead, like that's going to be much better for me in my reaction. Instead, it, if she said, uh, you're always on your phone mindlessly scrolling through Instagram, then I'm just going to shut down and I'm going to be defensive and we're not going to get anywhere. Right. And, and Dr. Terry did say that men react a lot better when using I statements. She actually did a, a research study on it with, uh, what was it, 373 couples over 30 years, which is amazing. 
I cannot wait to check out her book. It's all about that, um, that research study. So that's that. Yeah. One thing they found is that men react uh, a lot better with I statements. So ladies out there, uh, if, if you want a good way to talk to your husband so that they listen, try using I statements. Yeah, it is true. I can attest. (laughs) It's not to say that I shouldn't listen when Sarah says you sometimes, and it's usually rightfully so that she's telling me something. But I say in the interview, like something in our biology just makes (laughs) us shut down and blame it on the genes. But anyways, just a ton of great stuff. Like Sarah mentioned, Dr. Terry has extensive knowledge in this field of relationships. And with this project, it's it's really amazing. 373 couples over 30 years, like that she's tracked these same couples. And once a year, they come in and, and they do like this extensive interview process. Uh, she's got just from that, uh, so much knowledge, real knowledge, real scientific information on improving your relationships. So as always, we really appreciate you guys listening, uh, leaving us those five-star reviews on iTunes. We always love that. And uh, yeah, just hearing from you, the emails you're sending, asking questions, telling us how you're enjoying the show. It really is a beautiful thing. So enjoy today's episode. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist today by visiting Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's Talkspace.com forward slash I do. Hi, Dr. Terry. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Great to be here. We've given our listeners a little overview, and we like to ask all our guests why they enjoy helping people improve their relationships. So why don't you tell us? Well, for me, Chase, relationships mean the world to me, both professionally and personally. And I know that when you have happy, healthy relationships, you're healthier psychologically as well as physically. So I think the importance of relationships is so significant that that's why I want to help people have happy, healthy relationships so they can be healthy in general as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. There's such an integral part of our lives, but we kind of, I feel like, take them for granted. Like they're just supposed to work and we don't necessarily work on them as much as we should and ourselves included. And that's why we love doing this podcast. That's why we love talking to people like yourself. And I think today's topic is something that is increasingly becoming a problem or can be a problem in the modern relationship. And that is when you have a partner that may be having a quote affair with their work or with hobby or with their cell phone um, and that they're just focusing a little bit too much on those things and not on the relationship. And for the partner that is on the other side of the affair, it can it can feel like a real affair, like the, like the spouse is cheating on you with their work. So why don't we dive in and start with how this it can become a problem in a relationship, and then we'll talk about working to fix it. Well, I think 
anytime we're in a relationship, Chase, we have these expectations, these should statements that our partner should want to be with us and want to spend time with us. And when our partner isn't doing that and they are with either another person or another thing like work, like a hobby, like a cell phone, like a technology-oriented device, that goes against those expectations. And it goes against the trust that we have in our partner and in our relationship. And that's what we call a betrayal. So anything or any person that goes against those expectations, um, we feel betrayed and we feel jealous or resentful and we might feel angry and we might even want to give up and withdraw. So that's what it feels like when our partner is working extra hours and coming home and working and texting and on the phone. And when we're with the kids, they're still on the phone. It's almost like an affair with work. Yeah. And it's, it's got to feel terrible. It's like, cause an affair would feel terrible. And it's basically, uh, although it's a different mechanism, it's, it's essentially the same thing as that betrayal. So how can a partner address that uh, with the partner that is, quote, unquote, again, <laughs> having the affair? We might have to call it like a, a technology affair or a work affair. Right. We'll call it a work affair then. Um, first, I think the person who's not having the work affair has to step back and ask themselves if this is a pattern or is it just a one-time situation? So a pattern would be that it keeps occurring, that my partner is regularly working extra hours, regardless of what I'm saying or what's happening to me or the kids or a special event for the kids or my family. And so that's really important to differentiate. I had to do that. For example, when my husband um, started his own business, I knew that for about three to four months that he was is going to be working almost 24-7, and I needed to give him that support because it was a change, it was a transition, and it was something new. Um, that meant that after those few months, he wasn't going to be working regularly anymore. So I think step back, listeners, and ask yourself, is this a pattern or a one-time situation? And then second, even before you bring it up, you don't want to personalize it. I think most of us think that when our partner is having an affair, whether it's a work affair, technology affair, or an affair with an actual person, that they're choosing work or this other person over us. And that's not always the case. Um, interestingly enough, any relationship betrayal, it's all about our partner and what's going on with our partner and actually has little to do with us. So if our partner is having a work affair, they've gotten stuck in a rut or maybe they believe at that moment that financial security is so important and that's more important than time spent with me or family or someone is addicted to the excitement or stress of work. But again, remember that your partner's actions and their behaviors and what they're doing has much more to do with them. I would say almost nine. 95% to do with them and their issues or personality and little to do with you. After that, then I think you want to talk to your partner. And the most important thing to remember is that instead of saying, 
what I call a you statement, like you never spend time with me, you never want to go out with me. We can all hear ourselves saying that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Switch it and let them know how much you miss them. Instead of using an you statement, use what I call an I statement. So instead you want to say, I miss our time together. I would love to go out on a hike with you. I would love to go to the theater, show you the art exhibit at downtown. I want to spend more time with you. Because when we use an I statement, our partner is much more likely to hear us. If we use a you statement, they get defensive, they get angry, and they shut down. You're right. And we're all guilty of doing that too. You know, I I can see it. Like you just said, us saying a you statement instead of an I statement. Um, And when I do say I statements to Chase, I feel more connected. I feel that it's easier to talk to him and that he kind of understands where I'm coming from a little bit easier than if I'm saying you and he's more likely to get defensive and not really engage in the conversation. Exactly. And I have been following, Sarah, these couples for 30 years now, the same 373 couples. And one of the most interesting things that I have found is that when men hear those you statements, they are much more likely than women are to shut down and not talk at all. Because what they're thinking about, according to them, these interviews every single year for 30 years, is that they hear, we have a problem, it's my fault, and I don't know what to do. So they just shut down. And that's more important for men, because as women, what I have found is that we're more likely to ask questions after we hear a you statement. But that's not the case for men or most men. So if we can use our I statements and even if we can say a positive comment about him or the relationship and then an I statement, they are significantly, men, more likely to hear us and listen. So if you tell your husband or partner, you're the best father, you're my best friend, thank you so much for doing or calling mom this week, and then say, I would love to spend more time with you, they are significantly more likely to hear you. And I think that's huge for our listeners. We know that our listener base is 70% women. And so ladies out there, if you want a better way to communicate to your husband, do this. I think that's huge and a great way to Uh, be able to talk to your husband a little bit differently, that will make a huge difference. Yeah, I I second that because uh, from from the other side, it's so true is I don't know what it is in in my biology and I don't want to blame it too much. But yeah, if if Sarah and she doesn't do it often, but the times and I probably deserve maybe the you statement a little bit, but it's not necessarily productive because all of a sudden she's saying you whatever and I'm just shut down like I don't even hear the rest or I hear it but immediately like my blood is boiling you know and 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 I'm either shutting down or I'm lashing out defensively and uh, it's amazing how how almost changing one word (laughs) can make such a big difference. 
And it really can make such a difference. And you're right, it's just one word. It's going from you to I. But I should say that it's not easy, as we said, because when we're angry, when our partner is having what we call a work affair, we can be really resentful. We can get really angry. And when we get angry, those you statements come up. And we try hard not to do that. But sometimes, especially as women, we don't let the anger out right away. So it gets bottled up and it works on us and then it builds and something else happens and goes on top of that anger. And all of a sudden, the first time we're talking to our partner, out comes that you statement because all of that anger has built up. So I, I want to make sure that people understand that it's not an easy switch, even though, as you just said, it's only one word. Yeah, and it's important not to let that that anger build up either because it it can it's just not going to be productive. You're not going it's not going to help anything. And so communicating that uh as soon as it happens, I I think it, you pointing out to to first see if it's a one-off thing, but even if it is a one-off thing, you should still communicate your feelings with uh, an I statement. And then, and then they're out there. So, so now let's say someone has communicated that and, and they communicated it the right way. How can they still, it, it still might feel uh, frustrating. In, in an article you wrote, uh, you gave this great little story at the beginning of the, the businessman who's playing catch with his son while on a business call on his Bluetooth. And, and I feel like that's, uh, it's a reality of today that's happening, unfortunately, a lot. You know, replace the son playing ball with you're at home on the couch and your partner scrolling through uh, social media. So what can someone do both uh, personally uh, to help deal with that, but then also with their partner in communicating? Maybe it's just not getting across with the I statements. How can they continue to deal with that problem? Well, first, I encourage people to get out of the house when they are talking. We know that when people are at home and the phone is ringing and we do have all that technology right there and we might have kids and we might have, you know, we're looking at the kitchen and it's messy and the dishes are in the dish in the sink. Um, all of that comes into play. So if you can get out of the house, go for a walk, go have a cup of coffee and talk about this situation with your partner. Um, again, just like I statements, much more likely to hear what you're saying. It's all, you want to think about it, it's like a, a puzzle. And if all the pieces are in place, your partner is just much more likely to hear you. So again, use your I statements, get out of the house. And then I think, um, you want to try to also discuss with your partner how to set some boundaries between work and home, physical boundaries. 
for example, I think many people, as you were just saying, Chase, you know, are doing, you know, Facebook or on an iPad in the bedroom or at the kitchen table. Um, I encourage people to not do that as much as possible. So you can suggest to your partner that you, you know, redo something in the basement, a room in the basement or a room in your house for an office. And all of the work happens in that spot. That way, you've set these boundaries for your partner, and they might not even really consciously understand exactly, you know, the situation, but they know that when they're in their office, they do their work, and when they come out of the office, they stop. So I think those are another two really good suggestions. And another one would be to work out a contract with your partner. So you actually schedule on a calendar when your partner's going to take off of work totally. And you want to start out small, Chase and Sarah. You know, start with an hour or two hours rather than a full day or a weekend. Put it on the calendar. Remind your partner in an exciting way instead of saying, hey, 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 you know, tomorrow we have two hours together. You can say, oh, you know, sweetie, tomorrow I'm so excited. We have two hours, just you and I. I love those two examples, especially the one about boundaries, because whenever I'm able to have a separate workplace uh, for the show, I get my work done and then I go to St- Stella, our daughter, and, and chase after. And I feel like I'm able to be fully present with them. And I've also heard of doing sort of a a end of the day routine, basically, where you kind of wrap up your day, you do the same kind of ritual every day at the end of your work day. And then that way, it's kind of a closing of your day. And you can be fully present with your family for that evening. And you're not checking in on email or wondering, you know, how your social media post is doing. So doing something like a little ritual like that, too, could be a a good, um, a good addition to setting those physical boundaries. I think that's a great idea. And if you have a family doing that at the end of the day, everyone saying a positive thing that happened or something that they want to do the next day is great because it's like team building. It's like family building. And I work with couples a lot who don't have children, but even if they do, I talk to them about something what I call the 10-minute rule every single day. And so every single day you want to practice that 10-minute rule, and that is for at least 10 minutes every single day, you want to talk to your partner about something other than work, family, who's going to do what around the house, or your relationship. And so for many couples, that's really hard. 10 minutes, that's such a long time. What am I going to talk about, right? (laughs) Um, And there's so many things to talk about. Music and film and, um, you know, if you won the lottery, where would you travel to and why? Things that you've never asked your partner. So if you can say to yourself, 10 minutes every single day, asking questions about something other than those four topics, you will bond and promote intimacy together. Wow, Dr. Terry, those those last three recommendations, I think they're so important. Even if you don't have a partner that's 
addicted to their work or to a hobby because they're just really resonating because we've implemented some of those out of necessity. You know, we're, we're not perfect and we still need to work on it. Um, but I've felt the impact of setting, and I just want to recap them, is discussing the boundaries uh, between work and home and setting that up, making sure you're not working in the bedroom or on social media, just discussing that. And then putting a contract together with the schedule for time with your partner that they're off of work. And then that last one, which is one that uh, actually haven't heard specifically, um, but that 10 minute rule, we've had iterations of that, but, but yeah, that's so important. That's something I don't think that we've, uh, Sarah and I have particularly done, no. uh, lately, uh, for certain. So yeah, I would just really, I know we're going to try to do that. And I would really recommend our listeners, uh, address those three things because everyone, uh, unless, uh, you literally won the lottery or inherit a lot of money, you have to work. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and so even if you don't love your work, like it could still be a big part of your life and, and take away from the relationship or whatever. So. And you know, people get busy. We yeah, all get exactly. busy, right? It doesn't even have to be work. With work and children and trying to eat healthy and exercise and volunteer and take care of parents. I mean, things get really busy. And what I have found in my work, um, following these couples as well as coaching and therapy is that, as we said at the beginning, most couples put their relationship on the back burner and attend to everything else rather than the two of them. So it's easy to do that. And both people may be having an affair with work and they may not even realize it because they're both equally addicted to their work. And so if they're not doing this 10 minute rule, it may be a good thing to make them realize like, hey, maybe we need to step back and not work so hard and spend more time on our relationship with each other. That is so true, Sarah, that both partners might be working so hard. One of the questions that I ask couples to find out if you're working too hard or if you're not paying attention to your partner is asking yourself when you left the house this morning or when your partner left the house this morning, did you know what they were wearing? Can you tell me what they were wearing? And unfortunately, most of us can't remember which means that we're not paying attention to our partner, even for a minute to look and see them and notice them for who they are. And we all want to be noticed. We all want to be made to feel special and cared for and not taken for granted. So if you ask yourself, listeners, and you can't remember what your partner wore this morning or when you left or, you know, your partner left, Take a moment, stop, and pay attention. I love that exercise. And I I have to chuckle to myself because it's a 99.9% chance that Chase will be wearing board shorts when he goes out of the house. (laughs) But I can't tell you which color. So I need to pay attention. Pay attention to that. (laughs) Yeah. And and, uh, so that'll be easy for Sarah. But I I do love that exercise. And to me, the connection here is, is also just presence. And if you are not present with your partner, if you don't even know what they're wearing, it's, and I'm personally speaking to this, that I'm just constantly 
trying to, and I think we all are, but trying to really be present in the moment, like now. So whether that's paying attention to our daughter, Stella, or with Sarah in the relationship, but my mind is always thinking of other things. So really just being present is, it's going to be good for your relationship and just your overall quality of life because it is cliche, but the, the present moment is really all that exists. The past is gone and the future is not there yet. So it's, uh, like I said, it's cliche. We all know it, but like, yeah, what was your partner wearing when they left uh, this morning? We probably can't say, and we're so busy. And and the last thing I want to say and touch on is that we were talking about social media and, and, and a lot of technology. Obviously it's infiltrating our lives more and more. And one thing I've talked about it on past episodes, one thing that helped me, um, was to realize that these these apps on our phones, social media, it's designed to grab your attention. It's designed to give you dopamine hits when you get a like. Like they literally have psychologists working with the tech people so that, you know, I call it going into the black hole. I tell Sarah, I was just in the black hole. Like I'm mindlessly scrolling through my stupid Instagram feed, looking at pictures and it's like 10 minutes goes by. And those are 10 minutes uh, to me is more or less wasted a lot of times and where I'm not paying attention to Sarah or, or our daughter. So, so understanding that like those things will, will literally like they're hijacking your brain and, and, helps me go like, okay, I, I really need to be aware of this and, and cognizant. And that will help me not get into, into that habit and therefore pay more attention to the relationship. And I think that's a, a great thing to remember. And the other thing, not only being conscious of how social media is affecting you, but put yourself in your partner's shoes or spot. How would you feel if your partner was scrolling through Facebook for 15 minutes and you were just sitting there? How, how, what would it feel like? What can you feel? You'd feel not noticed. You'd feel taken for granted. You'd feel like you weren't special or you weren't important enough. And this Facebook feed was more important than you. So not only can we get into our own minds and think about what's happening, but think about your partner and what they're going through as well or what they feel or could be feeling. Yeah, that's super important. And there's been just a lot of great stuff here. Is there anything that we missed that that a partner can think about uh, when it feels like their partner is having an affair? Well, I think the most important thing to remember is that you can't change your partner. That's true of any behavior, right? We can't really change them or make them change. Your partner has to want to change. But the best thing we can do is let them know, as we said, how it's affecting us, how we're feeling, and what it feels like, and what it's doing to the relationship in a positive way, and that if they want help, we're there for them. We're there to support them. So remember, again, communicate. I know it feels like you're vulnerable and and you don't know what's going to happen when you say something and how you're really feeling, but if you don't tell your partner what's in your heart and mind, they can't address it and they can't know what's going on for you. So make sure that you let your partner know if they are working too much or you think that you're angry 
because of the hours that's, that are being spent at work or on a cell phone or on Facebook, tell them. What if it's worst case scenario? Someone has, they've talked to their partner and it's, it's not getting better. What would be, I don't, I don't like using the word ultimatums or, or anything like that, but what can someone say to the other person that they're serious and that they, they want them to change because it's negatively affecting their relationship? Where do they go from there? What are other things that they can do to improve this? Well, I think one thing is to um, show by example. I mean, if you've gone to your partner and you've said how it's affecting you and you said, I want to spend more time with you, I know that the kids love you and miss you, I want to show you what's going on downtown or take a hike with you, I want to put something on the schedule and boundaries and nothing is changing, absolutely nothing is changing, the first way I would go is to lead by example so that you spend time with the kids you get out, you're happy, you're visiting your friends, you're having friends over, you're doing one-on-ones with um, your kids or your friends or your family members. You are fully present, as we said. I think truly that it will rub off on your partner because your partner's going to be observing you. Your partner's going to be watching you. So I think leading by example is very important. And as you said, if you offer assistance, I'm here for you. How can I help you? Um, what can I do to help you so that you aren't as busy at work? You also offer assistance in terms of a therapist or a coach or someone to talk to, and nothing is working out. Then you as an individual have to step back and say, what do I want for my life? What do I want for my family. And that's then the next situation and the next question I think individuals have to ask themselves. That's a beautiful thing uh, to, to know because it, it kind of puts the, the power back in, into the person that might feel helpless if your partner is not responding to these requests. It's like, you don't have to wait for them. Like take it into your control, lead by example. Uh, I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yes. I encourage people to not give up power and control to others, but to, as you just said, Chase, keep it yourself. We are responsible and the owners of our own lives, our own happiness and our own relationships. And we have the power to make ourselves happy. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Terry, you've given us and our listeners a ton of great stuff in this first part of the interview. Now we got to move forward to the lasting love round. But first, let's take a break and talk about one of today's sponsors, Talkspace. Talkspace is an online therapy company that will allow you to choose from thousands of certified and vetted therapists where you can communicate with them directly through your phone, through text, email, video chat, or voice. And it's super easy to do. And obviously, you're listening to this podcast, so you want relationship advice, whether you're in a rut or you just want to take your relationship to the next level. Talking with a therapist is the best way to get there. 
besides listening to I Do Podcasts. So if you want to sign up today, head on over to Talkspace.com forward slash I Do and get $30 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com forward slash I Do and enter the promo code I Do. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that makes it easy to cook delicious, balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. The meals are delivered right to your door in recyclable insulated packaging, and all the ingredients come pre-measured in cute labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipes. And my favorite part of HelloFresh is that if you travel a lot like we do, you can pause the account for weeks at a time. I love the cute packaging too. And HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes, my favorite kind of recipes, that change weekly, and you can choose from three different plans, from classic to veggie or family. Yeah, we get the veggie, and we are always super happy with the meal choices they send us. Last week, we made veggie shepherd's pie, and I think it got Chase hooked. I probably would have never thought to make this recipe on my own, So that's what I love about HelloFresh. I'm able to try new recipes and get out of my comfort zone. So to sign up today and get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code IDO30. That's I-D-O-3-0. Again, HelloFresh.com and use that promo code IDO30. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? I think the most important thing is to wake up every day and give one piece of affirmation to your partner, either through words or actions. So you can wake up and you can say words like, I love you. Thank you for being in my life. You are so valuable. Um, You're my best friend. That's word affirmation or action affirmation. You can get up and turn on the coffee pot because your partner needs caffeine. You know they need caffeine. You can fix them a dessert. You can put gas in their car or you can give them a hug. But we know that when people feel like they're genuinely appreciated, genuinely affirmed, they are significantly more happy and that relationship is going to improve and be better. That's an easy win for me. I turn on that coffee pot and Sarah is a happy wife. I was going to say the same for chocolate. For me? Yeah. There you go. Chocolate and coffee. Those are two great ways to show appreciation and affirmation every single day. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationship? Well, I have a book that's based on my long-term study, 373 Couples Now that I've been following for 30 years, and it's called Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage from Good to Great. So whether or not you're married or in another romantic relationship, non-married relationship, this book will help you go from being okay or just so-so, good or even great, to exceptional. And it's all about practical, simple, but science-based tips to make that relationship exceptional. I love that recommendation, and we'll be sure to add that to your show notes page on idpodcast.com. 
We've been married for almost three years now. Is there actually three years now? <laughs> three years. <laughs> we actually missed the. We didn't uh, miss it. We just the, the day before we both looked at each other and we're like, "What's tomorrow?" And yeah. it was our anniversary. We but were moving out of the country. <laughs> we were moving so. out of the country. It was a lot. So there going was a on. lot going yeah. on. <laughs> but we did celebrate it. So it was uh, it was a, a very special day. But anyway, is there any advice you'd give newlyweds? I think I would give newlyweds the tip to continue to make things fresh and exciting. Because at the beginning of your relationship, when you first get married or you first meet one another, everything is new and exciting and it's fresh. And what happens over time, after about 18 months, by the way, of being with someone, is that the newness declines, the newness disappears. And so does then the passion and the excitement. And it's fine to do the same things again and again or have certain routines, but don't forget to Add newness to your relationship, a new hobby, a new interest, a new restaurant, a new travel spot, anything new that you add to your relationship after 18 months of being together will ignite the passion and the excitement again. And you want to continue to do that over time. Let's finish with what advice would you give our listeners who are single and would like to find a happy relationship? Mm, I think um, I would say, or I know I would say, that you want to find someone who is similar to you in underlying values and interests. Because when I look at the people who are partnering, I find that those people who stay together over time are much more likely to be similar in those underlying values and attitudes. So you can have different interests and hobbies and movie preferences and music likes, but it's those big key life values, like the importance of children or family or the importance or role of religion, faith or spirituality or this work-life balance. You know, how important is that? You want to find someone when you're out there and single who's similar to you on those key life values. Well, Dr. Terry, you have given us and our listeners so much great stuff today. And I look forward to checking out your book because I think that's amazing that you've followed 373 couples for 30 years. I'm sure you have learned so much and you've definitely shared a lot with us today, but there's got to be like so many great things in there and, and all scientifically backed. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners uh, where they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Thank you so much. My website is drterrythelovedoctor.com. And so you can go onto my website. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. You can email me and you can look at all the resources, books, online courses, and events or presentations across the country um, where I'm at. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Terry. All of those links will be on your show notes page on our website at I Do Podcast. And we appreciate you so much for taking the time and coming on the show. Oh, thank you both so much as well. We hope you guys enjoyed today's show. If you want to check out the show notes or the interview links from today's show, head on over to our website at idopodcast.com. 
click on the podcast tab and you'll see this interview up at the top, followed by all of our other past interviews. And while you're on our website, check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you a daily email with doable challenges to help strengthen and make your relationship even better. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources in the form of downloadable guides and workbooks. Um, So for example, uh, some of the topics include how to cultivate respect in a relationship, how to heal from a bad breakup, step-by-step guides to help couples manage conflict, uh, how to affair-proof your relationship. Those are just a few of the topics that we talk about uh, in these free guides. So if any of those sound interesting to you, you can check those out on our website at idopodcast.com. We hope you guys enjoyed today's show. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com